0: Attention ladies over 50, get ready for a special treat this holiday season, introducing my 12 days of Christmas workout. This is going to be a fantastic addition to your fitness routine or an excellent starting point for beginners. This is designed exclusively for you. These low impact strength training exercises are going to focus on shredding fat and building muscle embrace the joy of fitness without the high impact all wrapped up in a holiday themed workout package sign up now in today's show notes so that you get these workouts just in time for the holidays you're going to have 12 days of workouts again that you can tag on to the end of your existing workout or if you're a beginner let this be the workout these are going to be great make sure you find the link in the show notes and i can't wait to work out with you soon Welcome to Pep Talk and Pickleball, the podcast that's here to uplift, empower, and inspire midlife women on their journey towards a healthier, happier, and more confident second half of life. I am your host, Jill Lewis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting adventure. If you are a midlife woman looking for that extra boost of positivity and guidance as you navigate the world of health, nutrition, fitness, and the unique experiences of the empty nest phase, well, you are in the right place. This podcast is your dedicated source of uplifting pep talks that will reignite your spark and help you embrace the incredible opportunities that life Second Act has to offer. And here's the twist. It's not just about life advice. We're also about having a blast on the court. So if you're like me and you've fallen head over heels for the fun game of pickleball, well, you're going to love how I weave my passion for the game into almost every episode. From strategies to stories, we'll keep the pickleball love alive. All right. So this is Pep Talk and Pickleball. Let's grab our paddles and let the pep talks roll. Hi, this is Jill Lewis. I'm your host of Pep Talk and Pickleball, and this week I have a very interesting conversation that I actually had with my son, my 26-year-old son that I think you're really going to enjoy. So, I get obviously most of my questions from midlife ladies, but I do get a significant amount of questions from moms about their children and their children's nutrition, and believe it or not, most of the time it's a Coming from moms wanting to help their teenage sons to gain weight, to get stronger. And how's this, you know, what's a safe way to do that? I love that question because I remember it very vividly uh, with my two boys, especially my oldest son who was quite small in high school. He was just a late bloomer and, uh, comes from a long line of late bloomers because my husband and I were too, but he especially, uh, you know, he was started out high school. He was five, five by the time he got out of college, you know, he's pushing six, four. So, um, And with that, just gaining muscle, you know, putting weight on, which was difficult for him to do. So I wanted him to join us on the podcast and talk about that journey. And for him especially, because I find it unique, you know, he battled a lot of upper respiratory illnesses throughout his life, and um, it really did affect him and how his energy levels were, how he was able to perform as a college athlete. He was a golfer. So I thought it would be really nice to bring him on the podcast and let him share with you his journey. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with me and my oldest son, Brendan Lewis. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Pep Talk and Pickleball. I have one of my favorite humans on the planet with us. So you know, this is going to be a special episode. This is my oldest child, the eldest boy. This is Brendan Lewis.
1: Hello. Hello. Nice to meet everybody. Thank you for having having me on mom
0: sure so brendan is 26 years old he is single guy in the city (laughs) he lives in chicago illinois and he is a sales executive and he is just living his best life but today i want to talk and go back a few years about when um just how brendan was growing up his health history and how he has, um, I don't know, not nothing like dramatic, right? That you overcame, but you still had some health issues, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure. I mean, ever since I can remember, like it, I always remember being a little kid and having something I was looking forward to, like these big plans or this vacation or this birthday party, and it seemed like every single time I would get sick right before that happened, and it was always like such a huge bummer. And obviously, nobody loves being sick, right? But it just takes like a mental toll on you as well, and so I. I always remember being a kid, you know, whether it be my asthma that I had, I feel like I had strep throat, you know, multiple times every winter. Um, We got my tonsils taken out, had sinus surgery. You know, I kept hearing, oh, it's allergies, it's allergies. Got tested for allergies, wasn't allergic to anything. It was just like, could not figure out what was going on. And so funny enough, went to uh, OLMC here in Heron and then went to, to Marion High School coming into high school, I was like a hundred pounds. Like I was very frail, very small. And, you know, I just kind of, one was tired of being super, super skinny and also tired of being sick. And so we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but one of the things that I give the most credit to is, is really changing my diet because I have found not only have I been such a healthier human being, I just, I feel a lot more confident now when I look in the mirror Um, from an aesthetic standpoint, but also, I mean, I I really have not been near as sick as I used to be. And so I have to give a lot of credit, credit to that, to my health, but uh, in the way that I eat, but we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, that's kind of just a little bit, a little bit about me.
0: Brendan was born and he, I guess in the first year and a half of his life, you had pneumonia. Not that you remember this, but you had pneumonia three times the first year and a half. Um, you had rotavirus when you were just a couple of months old. That was really scary. Um, so you had a lot of stuff. So we were, uh, you were on medication. I think you were on Singulair for most of your childhood you just had a lot of upper, it was all upper respiratory related, but then sometimes you would just break out in like a random rash all over your body, like horrible. Um, and just like you said, you would either something's coming up, you would get sick on for a vacation or something special going on. Or then if you, anytime Brendan spent the night at a friend's house, it was a guaranteed, he was going to be sick the next week. I knew it every, every time. And when he was in high school. Brendan was a, a competitive golfer, and he, I remember like not letting you spend the night with people because I'm like, yeah. you've got a, important golf matches coming up, and I know you, and if you spend the night, you will get sick, you get sick, and you won't be able to play.
1: Every time. Every time.
0: It was wild. So I look back, I do have a lot of mom guilt about um, the food that I was serving you back at that time. <laughs> Because I don't, you know, I didn't realize really how important, you know, this is way before I was a nutrition coach, obviously. And even though we did, I mean, we ate out, but we didn't eat necessarily. It wasn't like we were eating fast food all the time at all. But the stuff that we were eating was highly processed. When I look back on it, I think we were eating, I was feeding you guys like Chef Boyardee canned ravioli, you know, a lot of mac and cheese, a lot of tombstone pizzas, what else? Were Chicken you tenders,
1: Tyson, you name it. I mean, everything that, you know, a, a 10 to 12 mm-hmm. year old boy loves. I mean, me and my brother, that's, that's all we would eat.
0: Well, a lot of milk, you know, we had a lot of milk in the house, ton of dairy. We had a lot of just, you know, a lot of snacky stuff that was just all ultra processed, the things that you feed your kids. And you know, I look back and I, I think, you know, you guys never had acne issues, really. Um, JR had a little bit of eczema when he was a kid, but I look at other families that their kids have severe acne, and I think that's just another form of inflammation. And, and for you, it we never realized until you were, uh, maybe starting in high school, I think we started trying to cut back on dairy, but um, we just never really put two and two together until you were in college. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think it literally got to the point of where, you know, I was just getting everything under the sun. Like I mentioned, strep throat, I would get these crazy fevers, all this congestion. I got mono in high school. I mean, it's just everything you could. uh, Yeah, that was a nightmare. nightmare. Everything you could possibly get. I was getting and I think, you know, I got to give credit to my mom. It's like, she sits in so many doctor's appointments and you just hear the same thing. Well, we're going to put you on this steroid pack. We're going to put you on this antibiotic. And I think it just got to the point where, you know, she was kind of fed up with the answers that we were getting. It was like, Hey, you know, maybe we should just try an alternative route. And while this sounds kind of crazy and kind of hippie, like, let's just go like talk to somebody who's actually going to like, look at your diet and, you know, like kind of just a more holistic approach. And so that's exactly what we did. We actually met with Sherry Heron and West Frankfurt. And she was like, you know, Brendan, I really think this isn't a good idea for you to drink milk. And I was like, Sherry, don't tell me that. Like, that's, I love milk. Like, I can't cut milk out, (laughs) anything but milk. Um, And she's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I think, you know, based off of some results that I've seen from your labs, I think that'd be a good idea. And so that was really the first time I ever phased anything out of my diet, phased out milk. And lo and behold, I was like, you know what, I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but this isn't anything crazy. And then I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll go back and have a glass of milk. And it was just like that, that I just would get sick again. I might start to feel my my throat get sore, so on and so forth. And so really that's kind of what was the launch pad for the whole thing. And and from there, you know, I I I kept th- I was good about milk, but never really went any further than that. Still kept getting sick. And then that's finally in the point in college that my mom was alluding to, where we're like, you know what, let's let's be serious about this. And, um, in Nashville, Tennessee, we went and saw a, a holistic doctor who that is her whole thing, did a blood test, got my results back and it was pretty cool. I mean, they they run a lot of different tests and you get this sheet that says, you know, these are the foods that you're highly sensitive to. These are some of the foods that, you know, I would avoid if I were you, so on and so forth. And dairy was number one on there. Sure enough. Number two was gluten. Number three were nuts. And I mean, those are all three things that were a part of my diet for 23 years you know so that was that was really tough for me but i mean the results that i saw by phasing those out it's been night and day i mean it's not it's not like placebo you know what i mean it's like i eat some of those foods because i try to bring them back because it's hard to go out to eat and be 26 and single and live in a city and not eat you know dairy gluten and peanuts by no means am i saying I'm, i'm perfect at that um but it's the results have been astonishing, really.
0: Yeah, he, you had chronic sinusitis. I would say most of your life, really, and then the strep throat. Just re, you always had strep throat, but it really kicked in after mono. It was just on and on and on. You know, you would get. It's like you never really would get over it. So, so Brendan played on a college uh, golf team, and uh, and that's just a lot of time. You know, any college sport is a full time job. Um, he was an honor student. Um, Brendan's a very type A kind of guy, very competitive and, and you do uh, a great, you know, you were just always so great with your studies and you took everything very seriously and, um, always put your, you know, your best foot forward and everything and you still do, but that I feel like really hindered your performance in a, in a lot of ways, you know, um, which is unfortunate, you know, Brendan, I, if, if if we had a dollar for every time you threw up in your yeah. life. I mean, yeah, I
1: know. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, I throw really up. I throw is. up. No, I, throw
0: I don't up think more people than understand.
1: I mean, it's unreal.
0: Okay. So it was about 2020. This is now we're like starting to hear about this pandemic situation. And I think you are pretty nervous about that in general, just because of your respiratory issues. And I think that's kind of what, really kicked off, like, let's do this and, you know, get on it. So once you got your results, it gave you, um, your, it was a food sensitivity test It also checked all your vitamin levels in your body. And so you went on a, uh, I think it was a second time you've done like an elimination diet, which are Mm -hmm. not fun. Yeah. Where you cut out eggs, sugar, dairy, gluten, nuts. I can't remember. Um, what else? But it was, it was intense. So then you did that. Um, and then kind of were able to bring some foods back in, but you really went on this whole regimen. And, and since then, it, things They've have absolutely improved, right? improved. Yeah.
1: And I mean, the elimination diet was really hard for me too, because I've been a person that I've always struggled to, to, you know, put on muscle ever since I was, I was little, I'm just a naturally really thin guy. Mm-hmm. And so that was really hard for me because I knew like, I'm going to lose weight. And I did, I lost like 15 pounds doing that elimination diet. And some of the people listening to this are probably like, Oh, poor you, Brendan, you lost 15 pounds. I'd love to lose 15 pounds. But like, for me, you know, my goal has never been that, like, I'm trying to trying to put on muscle and strength. And so that was really hard for me. Um, And also, you know, just eliminating those foods. Like, again, I am, while I am very type A, and, you know, want to put my best foot forward, like, the end of the day, I love to have fun, right? And I'm super into fitness and super into health. But like that, never. I don't want that to ever eliminate me having a good time and, and being able to go out and hang out with friends and enjoy good food and good drinks. And so that that's what was really scary for me. I'm not a big, I'm not a big planner. I'm not someone who you know meal preps or uh, you know goes to the grocery store and buys a week worth of groceries and plans out my meals. That's just never how I've been. So for me, like this was really intimidating, right? Because everything I'm thinking about that I eat every single day, well, I can no longer eat those things. And partly too, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm like, is this really going to work? Or is this just like, you know, is this like some just gypsy science? I don't, I don't really know what's going on here. So (laughs) I really kind of just went on a, went on a whim. I was like, you know what? Like this can't hurt anything at the end of the day. If it makes me feel better, it's worth, it's worth it a million times over. And so- um, which is very strict about it. You know, I was like, I'll give it a month. And that's exactly what I did. And just felt amazing. Honestly, uh, all my congestion went away. I was sleeping a lot better, which was a huge plus for me. Cause I was ever since I was little, I always had, had a hard time sleeping. Um, my skin was a lot, a lot better. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, but also I just like, I felt better too. And I was noticing that like I was losing losing fat, but also keeping muscle. Because I mean, if you think about it, like everything that I eliminated, realistically, like, it's not like I did this radical change. I was just kind of cutting out the food that I eat that probably wasn't that good for me in the first place, aside from the benefit that I get, you know, with the Mm -hmm. no more congestion and such. So uh, for me, it was an all around win, really.
0: So when you were let's back up a little bit because so brendan um well he comes from a long line of late bloomers uh your dad and i were both late bloomers and <laughs> uh, when you started high school you were five foot five and a hundred pounds. pounds and i be- think you you always lost weight during golf season i think you even dropped down to like 95 I did. Pounds. yeah i
1: remember looking at the scale, this looking at the <laughs> scale like holy cow 95 pounds Meanwhile, everyone else on my golf team is like 160 pounds, you know what I mean? So it's funny because I always talk like anytime I talk to, you know, guys in that in that age demographic, you know, junior high, early high school. And they're like, Brendan, you just don't get it. Like, I just I can't put on weight. I'm like, listen, I know you're seeing me right now and I'm a bigger guy now, but they know it was not always the way. And I totally understand, totally understand that feeling. And so now I'm about 6'3". Uh, and about 190, somewhere in there. That's a good weight for me. You know, I've been a little bit more when I try to put on a lot of muscle, but that's just not really my natural frame. You know what I mean? just feel heavy, walk up the stairs, huffing and puffing. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, that's not that's not that cool. I know it looks cool to have big muscles, but at the end of the day, I mean, I want to be a healthy human being before, um, you know, what I look like in the mirror. So that's most important to me.
0: There's a lot of moms out there that reach out to me that that ask me, like just what Brendan was saying, How do you put on, you know, how can a teenage boy get stronger, get bigger? You know, he wants to put on weight. And, and my answer is like, it's just really hard. You know, your hormones, um, they're going to kick in at some time. And if your son is just a late bloomer, I mean, I don't really know that there's anything you can do about that. I don't think Brendan at 14 really had any kind of fighting chance to do anything differently. Would you agree?
1: You're exactly right. Like at the end of the day, you know, some people just mature earlier than others. And realistically for me, like I wasn't there yet. So, I mean, I could have been eating the same diet as Arnold Schwarzenegger and I wasn't going to come close to looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) But one thing I will say is like it just because, you know, yeah, maybe you have a, a son who's, you know, hasn't yet hit their growth spurt or hasn't yet matured that doesn't mean you can't start setting those habits then, right? Because one of the things that, you know, I often see is, you know, either kids give up, they're like, I just, that's just not my body type, right? That's not for me. Or another thing is I see, you know, kids trying to overeat and eat a bunch of junk food because they're trying to get bigger. And those aren't really the habits you want to be setting either, right? At the end of the day, you know, if you're in a situation like I was, or maybe you are a late bloomer, you're going to eventually grow. You're going to eventually put on muscle. I mean, just how, you know, men are made up. You want to be making sure you set those right examples up front. And so that's why like when I talk to maybe some younger guys like, hey, I'm just really having a hard time putting on muscle. It's like, they are like, I'm eating everything. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, a double cheeseburger only has about 30 grams of protein, whereas four ounces of chicken has the exact same, right? So that's one thing when I look back on, like if I were to do it over again, probably be a little bit more like protein intake heavy. Um, because I didn't really have that understanding of like, I just thought, oh, I'm eating all these cheeseburgers and meats and all this, like that just equivalates to me putting on muscle. Well, not really. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I probably, if I look back, yeah, I was eating a lot of calories, but in terms of, was I getting a gram of protein per pound, per pound of whatever my weight was probably not. Um, so that's one thing I'd go back and change, but I do see a lot of guys like, you know, that I went to high school with and they were playing football and, you know, they grew up and trying to put on all this muscle and eating all this junk food. And then realistically, once they kind of get out of high school, well now they're, you know, their, their stomach and their body's used to intaking all that food and all that processed food. And then now they don't look the way they want to out of high school, right? Because they're no longer as active, so on and so forth. So that would be the one thing I'll be very cognizant of um, is, yeah, obviously, you know, you know, I understand that maybe, you know, in this example, your son wants to put on muscle, but also being aware of like, hey, we want to set, we want to set this guy up for, for success in the future as well.
0: That's such a good point. Such a good point. It's really all like building habits for sure. Yeah. You're eating more. Obviously, you eat a lot of protein, but you're eating, you're good at eating vegetables, fruit, things like that, where you're trying to like your microbiome is much better situation than it was 10 yeah. years ago. And I think that's something people don't think about either, is that, you know, it's hard to like your body to be running optimally. It's if your, you know, digestion, your stomach, you know, you don't even think about it. But when the inflammation's coming out, maybe it's like I said, for a lot of kids it's acne. For you, it came out with a lot of congestion and upper respiratory issues. But, you know, what how do you eat now? Like what's your typical food like? from college until now i'm not a
1: big planner so it's kind of day by day for me right i know i think one thing that's super important is just listening to my body and i've gotten pretty good at that and it's easier to do that once you kind of know hey these are the foods that you know based off your blood test these are the foods that aren't really compatible with you um so for me it's just i'm always going to try to avoid gluten dairy and nuts at all costs right so realistically if that means i go out to dinner I'm not ordering a pasta typically, right? I'm not ordering a burger, uh, anything with bread. I really try to stay away from cheese, so on and so forth. Now, that doesn't mean every once in a while I won't do that. Um, But for me, I always try to have, you know, heavy protein, right? Some kind of carb and a vegetable. And that ends up for me, you know, not all the time is it super glamorous, but a lot of times, you know, it's some kind of chicken dish, right? Chicken rice, vegetables, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with that, obviously, but you know when it comes to Mexican Greek like those are the things that I can really eat and not have any problems with now that's gonna be different for everybody, but I like that because I get my protein in feels kind of healthy, but at the same time, like you know, I'm still going out to eat and enjoying a really good meal that probably is a lot better than anything I could cook um so that's probably you know one of my go to's there, but um.
0: I remember you used to do a lot of ground turkey.
1: Yeah, like bonza bean pasta. Mm-hmm. So That's an easy for me. Again, not a big cook, but like ground turkey. I'll just buy some tomato sauce, bonza bean pasta. That's gluten-free, no dairy in there, no nuts. And, you know, that's that's hitting very heavy protein. And, uh, you know, make a salad or something like that. Super simple to do. Um, ground turkey tacos, corn tortillas. Again, those are those are kind of like my go-tos i would say
0: mhm we were out to dinner last night and we had mexican and you got tacos yep. without cheese and you I remember and you said if i could only eat one food for the rest of my life it would so probably easy. be so it's literally
1: <laughs> so easy i could do a, a bowl tacos <laughs> and i mean i could switch up the meat like i just that's i love it Uh, and so it's, it's really that simple. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy.
0: So tell me this because, uh, you know, when you were in college, you had to work out like with your team, but it was maybe different because it was for the golf team might not be the same type of workout that you're doing now, but what's your workout routine like now? And where do you fit that in? Because I know, now, listeners may not know that you work a ton, but how many hours do you think you average a day?
1: Yeah, so I work five days a week, ten hours a day. You know, it's and I know everybody. Everybody works hard. I know that. I'm not trying to say that I work harder than anybody else, but you know, when I'm working, I'm working. Like I don't take a lunch. You know, I get typically get there at eight, leave at six, and the whole time I'm either on a call, responding to emails. I don't get up and leave for lunch. I just I prefer to knock out my work, so I don't have to do anything on the weekends or have to stay super late. That kind of thing. So I typically I'm not a big morning workout person. I just I never really have been. I feel super weak when I work out in the morning. I can do a little bit of cardio. Like that's not too bad for me, but in terms of like lifting weights, I've just never hopefully with age maybe that will come, but I've never been able to do that. And so for me, I'm I love working out. Like for me, I enjoy working out more than I do eating healthy to be honest. While eating healthy makes me feel better, like I still love I still have a sweet tooth I still love you know some foods that I probably shouldn't eat but working out is like therapeutic for me and so I started working out in high school obviously super thin wanted to do something about it shout out to the guys it used to be Gold's Gym now Legacy Fitness you know my mom worked there and and really you know a couple guys there kind of showed me the ropes because walking into a, into a gym was like super intimidating for me like especially one like Gold's Gym where every guy in there is you know huge and jacked and I'm like a hundred pounds as a fifteen just year old checked. like you know that's intimidating. And so really, just like getting the confidence to get in there and like know what I was gonna do and be able to create my workouts that kind of started the whole thing for me. And so when I first started working out, you know it was very like I'm gonna try to lift as much weight as I can. I'm gonna lift weights five, six days a week. You know we're gonna do arms, shoulders, back, chest, legs, the whole shebang. And as I've gotten older, you know, now I'm like, you know what, there's not really there's not a point for me in in lifting that much weight and that heavy a weight every single week. Like I'm not training for any kind of competition, right? I don't play a professional sport. Like, yes, I wanna look good, but I also want to feel good too. And so that's really where my workouts have kind of transitioned. And like I wanna be able to do this till I'm eighty-something years old. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to, you know, be that guy who you know, six years old and constantly complaining about aches and pains. And so that's really where my mindset switched. Um, I still lift weights probably, you know, four times a week. Um, but you know, I'm not doing heavy, I'm not doing five, you know, five reps.
0: You're not maxing out.
1: You know, I'm typically doing eight Mm -hmm. to 15 range. Right. And then the other two days I've incorporated this something I've recently done. Like I do a hot yoga class, which is super out of my comfort zone. Typically, I'm like the only guy in there. Um, And like, I just look like an idiot. I can barely stand on one leg. But like for me, it's made me feel amazing. Like I, it's so out of my wheelhouse, but like, that's what I'm trying to do more is like stuff that is going to benefit me, but also that I'm not good at. Cause it's easy to get in your routine and you're like, I can knock out 10 miles on the treadmill or I can go in and I can bench press two plates 10 times, right? Like it's easy to want to do that and get excited about that every week. But realistically, like looking out for yourself long term, that's why I started to incorporate the hot yoga and the hit. I do another class at that yoga studio that's like all hit, and I'm just getting my butt kicked by like 110 pound chicks who are just making me look so weak. But like, again, that's not what I'm used to. So for me, I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of that and I feel a lot better because now I'm incorporating other aspects of fitness that I never really, never really did.
0: That's great, and like you said, shout out to the Old Golds Gym, um, the Legacy Fitness guys, because I started taking you in there, and they trained you and made you feel like family. And they were so, so, so good. And and I I think Ava was on the podcast once, and and we talked about that. I did the same thing for um, my daughter and my other son, you know, to get them in there because at a young age, I just think it's so important to get your kids comfortable with fitness and, and to learn it the right way. So, um, for me, it was very affordable because I got a discount because I worked there, um, to get training for the kids. But, um, I think if you're, you know, it's just like anything, you spend money on your kids learning, taking dance lessons, taking baseball, you know, hitting lessons and golf swing coaches and whatever. But I think going, um, Maybe if, if it's just six weeks of training, just give them an introductory, uh, package to go to a gym, work with a trainer on how proper form, just so that they don't get injured. And then they have like the kind of the knowledge and the comfort to, to go in there. I think that's so important. So I'm glad that that worked for you yeah. and that that helped you. Um, but you know, what, what would you tell, you know, so the kids that are out there, um, and they're just trying to like, all they're thinking about is just getting big and getting strong. You know, what are like the best exercises that you have found that got you the physique that, I mean, obviously it was consistency and repetition was a big part of it.
1: I don't know. I'm a big believer in, in not trying to reinvent the wheel. And obviously I'm a golfer, right? So I didn't, I was never in a football locker room where we were just, you know, pushing a ton of weight, that kind of thing. I think, I always kind of aired on the other side of that because I always saw, you know, these guys complain about their shoulder throwing their back out and that kind of thing. I'm like, it's just so counterintuitive that you go to a gym to look better and feel better. Yet now you're hurting yourself and you're limiting yourself from going back to the gym. So that never made sense for me. So I've always like aired on the side of, of, of caution there. Now, obviously you got to, you know, sometimes lift heavy weights, right? I understand that. But for me in terms of movements, like, I know it's old school, air squats, pushups, and pull-ups. I tell you what, like that Murph. I don't know if you know what that is. Like I try to incorporate that once every two weeks where you do a hundred pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 air squats. Like for me, I mean, that's the best workout you're ever going to get. Not only are you pushing your muscles to the max, but you're getting your cardiovascular system going. And for me, that's, that's what you want, right? Because You know, on the same coin, yeah, Gold's Gym was awesome. I got a lot of great experience there, not to badmouth or name any names, but, you know, I also saw guys who would lift heavy weights and sit there for five minutes and and chat. And, like, realistically, is like if you're going to the gym, you're going to the gym to work out, right? It's like if you go to work, you're there to work, right? If if you're not going to go there to work out, I'm like, Mm -hmm. why are you even there? And and so – You know, that's why I think that's why I'm so big on, you know, functional movements, right? You know, if you can, if you can master a push up and a pull up and an air squat, I mean, you can, you can really get a lot of benefit from those. And at the same time, probably not, you know, make yourself as, as injury prone by no means am I, do I have a kinesiology degree or anything, but that's always what I've at least found works best for me. Just again, being a tall, lanky guy, you know, like there's a lot that can go wrong on a bench press or a deadlift, but. You know, not not so much on a on a push up or a pull up, and you can get just as much benefit.
0: I'm so glad you said the pull up because I we had a pull up bar, we still have it um, that Brendan put in the door frame of his closet. And how many pull ups would you do? You think you would lot, do? Wow, oh, you were yeah, obsessed with a pull-ups pull-ups. It was for always my goal. Time. Time. I'd
1: always see guys and you know, with the, in my high school gym, just repping out pull ups, and I couldn't even do one. I'm like, it'd oh, be so cool to do that such a flex. Um, but yeah, a lot, it definitely ruined some door frames. I'm sure my mom can attest to from that pull up <laughs> bar, but, uh, it's such a good, it's such a good workout. I tell you what, I mean, even, even if you can't do
0: it, I mean, you yeah, really did even perfect. if you can't do a pull up, yeah. you can do an
1: assisted pull up. I mean, it works your back, your shoulders, your biceps, your core. I'm a big, big believer in the pull up.
0: You perfected the pull up. And, um, and if you see how, if you could see how length tall, Brendan has got uh, my short waist because I'm extremely short-waisted. So Brendan has a very short waist, but your arms and legs are yeah, super long. You're a spider, super long. <laughs> anyway, but so but to see him do the pull-up in the door frame is hilarious because he's so long. But um, he has to really bend his knees so they don't touch the floor. Uh, but then the push-ups, your push-up form has always been just. Yeah. I mean, you just did that. We would be watching TV and you would just bust out pushups. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just remember that, like you were really, really consistent. So I think it's kind of like what, you know, all my clients that are listening to this, that were like, yeah, he sounds just like his mom. It's nothing, it's nothing fancy. It's just, it's consistency and, um, nothing crazy extreme, but it's just that consistent, like over and over and over again, and you know, you didn't give up on it. Um, so that's awesome. So your daily life now. So tell me about, uh, I know single people in the city, probably not getting attention. Yeah, sleep. no, sleep.
1: Sleep's definitely something I got to work on. That's my <laughs> next thing. I'm starting to get better at the diet. Um, you know, I've always been into working out, but yeah, sleep is, is my next biggest thing. So need to get better there. Um, it's cool though. I mean, in the city, you know, I, I feel like all my, all my friends work out my generation. That's something we've you know grown up around a little bit more. That's something that our parents kind of started, right. I'm sure like older generations, you know, typically you know, that wasn't really something that was talked about. So it's funny too, because, um, you know, I always hear like all my, I think all my friends, they belong to some kind of gym or a yoga studio and, you know, I come back here the other day and I pay like $10 for a day pass at the hub. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And my mom's like, that, 10 bucks, that's kind of expensive. And I'm like, I literally went to Lifetime Fitness in Chicago the other day and paid $50 for a guest pass. I was like, $50? Like, it's crazy. Like I have, you know, girls who are paying like 250 bucks a month for like a yoga studio. So like, that is one thing too. Like, shout out to Southern Illinois. Like, there's a lot of accessible... Um, you know, gyms and studios that are very reasonably priced too, because of the city, it's kind of crazy.
0: Oh, it's insane. I mean, I went to a life, it's lifetime down in uh, Houston. I mean, it's, they get what they pay for. It's an amazing place. There's so much there to do. I mean, it's incredible, but I do think where we live in uh, Southern Illinois that we have are spoiled by how inexpensive it is to have a gym membership and that all the gyms in Southern Illinois, I think are yeah, More than adequate. Sure. I mean, they're nice. You know, they have good equipment. And um, you know, so that is true. But I think what's really cool about you and your brother, uh, you know, you're you guys are independent, you're making your own money, but if you have set aside a part of your budget goes into your fitness, and that's just part of your life because you enjoy it.
1: Kind of, you know, I kind of complained about it just a second ago, but like at the end of the day, it really doesn't bother me because I mean, it's, you're making an investment into yourself, right? At the end of the day, not only to yourself, but I mean, as of right now, I don't have any kids or grandkids, but I mean, that investment's into them as well, right? You want to be around long enough to, you know, see your daughter get married or see your, you know, great grandson, you know, playing a sporting event or whatever the case may be. And so it is an investment into yourself. And honestly, when you think about all the crazy crap that you spend money on, that's probably the one thing that I'm like, you know what, like, I deserve that, right? Like, if I think about what I spend money mm-hmm. on in Chicago, whether it's overpriced food at a restaurant, or, you know, a tequila soda at the bar, like, it's like, I should be spending money, like, been putting that back into myself. And ultimately, that's what a gym membership's doing. That's what a yoga studio membership's doing, so on and so forth. The massage, like, you name it, like, you deserve that. Um, and, you know, I'm a big believer in like investing into your personal health.
0: That's awesome. I think it's just really like cool to see as a mom, you know, I've seen the big picture. I've seen obviously from birth until, you know, for 26 years, I've seen you um, overcome. Like I said, it's not like, I mean, there's people that suffer in the world, We know, like with greater things and what we're talking about. But for you, it was still, it's a big deal to, um, not feel good just on a daily basis all the time, you know, that can like bring you down and to just, and to be a teenager, um, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and really kind of dig in and try to figure out, um, you know, for 21 year old to, to do all of that and change the diet and then stick with it, I think is just incredible. And it also just goes to show like yes, food is. is freaking medicine and like what you put into your body really matters. And if there's somebody out there listening that, if your kid has struggled with, you know, inflammation from something and you can't figure it out. I mean, look at what food they're eating because they could have some kind and it's, it's not a food allergy. It's not like Brendan has a peanut allergy that he's going okay. into anaphylactic shock. I mean, that's not it. This is like a food sensitivity that his body, you know, um, it's, it's just, it's wreaking havoc in his body and it doesn't like it. And it, you know, yeah. it lets him know. So now that we know that, um, you know, it's great. And it's not to say you never sure. get sick or anything anymore, but nothing like it nothing. Was. Like it's all it just
1: because of habit, you know. Like at the end of the day, like I was just making mm-hmm. small incremental changes. It's not like overnight I just made this huge change it just up and rooted my diet, because realistically that probably wouldn't have been feasible for me in the long term. But you know, realistically I just implemented little changes and now it's just like part of my life. I don't even think about it. I just go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh yep, yeah, that has that that has gluten in it. Like I just can't eat it it's not a big deal. Like I'll find something that's just as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I feel like any mom out there that's got teenage boys that are like bummed out that they're not going to, you know, get big, that they're not gonna get strong or whatever, they can look at you and go, okay, look at Brendan, (laughs) this is possible, may not be on the timeline that they want. Right, no, when I think about it, I'm
1: like, it would've been really nice to be 190 pounds as like a junior in high school and could've played on my basketball team and done all those things, but you know what? Like, it's all good. It's all good, I feel good now, I got healthy habits and I love working out, so it all worked out.
0: Are you a woman over 50 looking to revitalize your health and fitness? Join me on the journey to a stronger, leaner you with the Faster Way to Fat Loss, my signature six-week nutrition and fitness program. Whether you're an empty nester seeking more energy or aiming to feel leaner and stronger year-round, this is for you. Say goodbye to fad diets and hello to a sustainable lifestyle that brings results. Discover the power of personalized coaching, effective workouts, and a supportive community. Together, let's achieve your health goals and embrace the energy you deserve. Join the Faster Way to Fat Loss program now and start empowering your journey towards a healthier you. Make sure you check out the show notes today for a link to get signed up for my January 1st round of the Faster Way to Fat Loss.